Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ned Belvance, Ned1313 on Twitter, and welcome to the Daily Check-In for February 8th, 2021. It is Monday, and it's a, it's a weird Monday. It's an interesting Monday. Had a two-hour delay this morning, which is always fun with the, with the children and sort of messing with my whole schedule for the day. So, <laughs> oh, that's been interesting, but that's not what I want to talk about today. You don't want to hear me complain about, you know, challenging schedules and, and dealing with children and all that kind of jazz. Uh, maybe we should talk about something a little more antiquated, but always current, uh, forgotten yet modern. Um, we're going to talk about tape. We're going to talk about tape. That's that's what I want to talk about. Before <laughs> we do that, let's check in. How you doing? How was your weekend? Did you have a good one? I um, completely forgot due to other circumstances that I was supposed to drop my bike off at the bike shop on Saturday. And as a direct result, it is not finished and back in my hands today. I still have a bike that needs many, many parts replaced on it. And I was going to get a trainer, an indoor trainer, a good one uh, that was going to allow me to continue riding even with all this snow. And I don't have that now either. And they're closed on Monday and Tuesday. So um, busy weekend, did some cheese fondue, but also sad because I didn't I didn't do my bike thing. So hopefully you're doing well and <laughs> you didn't run into any roadblocks on, on your weekend. Let's talk about tape because tape is one of those technologies that I keep thinking is dead. And I guess maybe that's my first mistake is assuming that any technology has died. You know, we thought COBOL was dead. Or at least some of us kind of thought that it had you know, moved out of vogue and, and people were no longer using it. And then when COVID happened and suddenly all these unemployment systems and other systems that were never meant to handle a certain load needed to be updated, it turned out that the code that they were all running was COBOL. And suddenly we had a uh, scarcity issue when it came to COBOL programmers. So COBOL didn't actually go away and neither have tape, tapes, tapes. Now, what do you use tape for? If you're not familiar with using magnetic tape for data storage, it's actually a really popular platform for data storage. I myself was first introduced to the concept of using tape as a data storage medium way back in the hallowed halls of my third grade elementary school, where we had computer programs that ran off of regular cassettes. And I believe Maniac Mansion might have been one of them or Murder Mansion or something like that. It's weird that they gave third graders a, a game that was all about murder in mansions. And But anyway, so I learned that you could use magnetic tape not just for recording audio, but also for storing data. Now, I didn't encounter that really for a long time afterwards until I got my first job as a help desk operator. But one of the things that I would sometimes help out with was server maintenance and specifically swapping out tapes. And so that's where I learned that tapes and, and the LTO format in particular, which is a particular format, physical format of a cassette, that type of tape was used for backups. You would take the data that was on a server and run it through some backup software. And then that backup software would write that data sequentially to the tape. Now, I was just responsible for swapping tapes if they needed me to in the middle of the night or something like that. I was not responsible for anything on the restore half of stuff. That came later. That came when I got 
a job working as initially desktop support, but then I moved into server support and I became responsible for updating and ironing out the kinks of the disaster recovery program at the small business I was working for with about 200 people at the time and making millions of dollars. And they did not have a good tested DR plan that would actually be able to be executed in the event of an actual disaster. Everything was being backed up to tape and we prided ourselves on doing full backups every night none of that incremental or differential nonsense. And those backups were going to LTO two tapes, I want to say. But the recovery process involved recovering what was on those tapes to some extra servers we had laying around to test the process. And then we would use something like SunGuard. I think it was SunGuard actually to do an actual DR event or test. During that process, I learned that even when you think things have been successfully written to tape, they may not have been. And I also learned that because the data is sequential on the tape, if the thing you want to restore is halfway through the tape, then you have to scroll halfway through the tape to get to that piece of data. And if the next thing you need to recover is at the beginning of the tape, you have to rewind all the way back, which made the recovery process rather long, depending on how the tapes were configured. That was fairly frustrating when I was used to the instant recovery, perhaps of something that had been backed up to local disk. That left me with a poor opinion of tape. So why do I bring up tape now? Well, I was just reading an article a couple days ago, and it announced that petabyte tape cartridges are coming down the line. Now, I haven't really been keeping up with tape technology since the LTO three days, maybe four. LTO four, I think, is when I finally got off the bandwagon. They're up to LTO eight and LTO nine is about to be delivered, which should have a raw capacity of about 18 terabytes. That is significantly larger than what I was used to on the LTO tapes. That would have easily held not just one day's full backups, but multiple days full backups in that company I used to work for, which would have been, I mean, kind of amazing. I, I don't think it can actually move the tape faster, though. Well, now they're talking about using a new type of particle, strontium ferrite. So this is a nanoparticle that they use on the tape that actually stores the data on the tape, the ones and zeros. And the smaller you can make those particles and the more stable those particle particles can be, the more data you can store on that piece of physical media. And the new version could be able to store up to one petabyte of data on a single tape cartridge. That is frankly ridiculous. Now you might be wondering where is tape used today? Well, the thing is tape in comparison to other storage mediums is still fairly inexpensive. And from what I've heard, services like Amazon Glacier actually use tape as their long-term storage medium. Now they probably write the same data to a couple tapes in case one of the tapes has a bad write or it just, you know, goes bad in storage or whatever. But because of the lower cost, they can offer storage to you as the customer for a much lower price, knowing that the medium is going to keep, probably stay about the same price, but the 
capacity of that medium is going to continue getting bigger. So what it costs them to store a terabyte of data on tape today is going to be much lower in the future. And they don't necessarily have to lower the price of Glacier along with the savings that they're having on that tape backend. The downside to that is getting data back out of Glacier involves loading a tape into a machine. And if you think about these massive tape libraries, tape silos, if you will, when you want to get information back from a specific tape, that tape library might be busy. It only has so many drives to read the tape, sometimes two or three, or you know, maybe four or five. If all of those drives are currently busy, recovering data for somebody else who's also using Glacier, then you have to wait your turn and it has to find the proper tape in the proper tape silo, load it into the drive, and then scan through the tape to find where on the tape is the data you actually want. And if it's not sequential, now it has to start searching around the tape, which takes a significant amount of time. Now, I'm sure they found ways to improve that process. Maybe it does some sort of caching. It just reads the whole tape onto a faster disk cache and then uses that for the actual reads into your program, whatever you're actually trying to recover. But I mean, the fact of the matter is, all things considered, while I thought tape was dead years ago, tape is still alive and well, and it works really well when you need to store a large quantity of data, you don't need fast access to it, and it's generally sequential in nature. And the fact that you can now store one petabyte on a tape has me thinking, maybe I should buy a tape drive in the future. Hmm. <laughs> my thoughts about using tape in the modern computing era of cloud and everything else. It's amazing that it's still a viable physical media, but I guess it is. Hey, if you have been enjoying what I'm doing on the podcast, just a quick reminder, I do have a Patreon. The links are in the show notes, and you can also just go to patreon.com and search for Ned in the Cloud and you'll find it there. Tiers start at $2 and go up to $15 for $2. You get a weekly newsletter and moving on up from there, you get some stickers and you can suggest topics for my YouTube channel. If that's not your cup of tea, well then if you just wanna share and subscribe, I'd sure appreciate it. That'll do it for me. Until next time, stay healthy, stay, fa stay safe out there. Bye for now.